You are now entering the breakfast. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, well, welcome to The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Held. And I'm your other host, uh, Jason T. Gaffney. I feel like I said Kevin Helt. And that's not my name, but that's what I said, was Kevin Helt. You just said Kevin Helt right now? I, had, so I just said it three times, and it's actually Kevin Held, with a D. So I don't want to put false information out there, and there you have it. Good. All I'm, right. I'm glad we went over that. Yeah. And what the hell was your name again? <laughs> it's Jason T. Gaffney. Right. And the T is for... Terry. Tiberius. Yes. Yes, just like Captain Kirk. Oh. <laughs> We're not that nerdy of a podcast, but... We're kind of nerdy. Yeah, no, we are. We yeah. really are. I actually know that James T. Kirk stands for Tiberius, but your name is Terry. Yes. Like that uh, like that football player guy, Terry. Nope. Nelson. Nope. Don't know football. Me neither. I know the Patriots. I know that football players have good derrieres, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> derrieres. That's the kind of family-friendly cursing you're going to get on this show. Ah, uh, fuck that. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tits oh, we, and balls. We lost that race. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so Jason T. Gaffney, tell me what what is what is the bright side? What is what what on earth is this show about? Uh, this show. Look, there's lots of podcasts. Okay, <laughs> why the hell should I be listening to your show? Uh, you should come listen to our show because oh. uh, this world is kind of uh, shit right now, mm. and it seems like every day we go online and uh, find news stories where everything is terrible. Unlike the awesome Lego movie song where everything is awesome. <laughs> so that was the, uh, did you know that was the, uh, the recessional at my wedding? Was that? Yeah, it was. We got married uh, to, I got married to my husband and then Nick. it was His, N- Nicholas. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and they played everything is awesome. And that's what we walked out to. I, I don't know if I noticed that. I was at his wedding, at their wedding, mm-hmm. uh, and I was very moved by the wedding uh, as I am an emotional person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a real bright side moment, I could uh, It was a bright side moment. That is, that is, <laughs> there was a mechanical bull. Mm-hmm. We got married hard. Yes. You guys got married hard. You had a sloth and I, a porcupine? I wish we had a sloth. We Didn't had you a, have a sloth? No, no. Um, that, was me. A, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was. That's how I am in the desert. I just. <laughs> we had a, a porcupine that did tricks. I got to high five a porcupine on my wedding day. And the trick was not that he just stabbed you. That was not no, the trick. That was, was uh, that was an unintended uh, circumstance. Anyway, um, we're both married, uh, gay men. Yep. And we're both married other men. Yep. Which is exciting. Uh, uh, but that's about us. Uh, so. We thought that this podcast would be uh, looking at some of the awful things in the world, because that's basically all we've heard for the last year since, I don't know, around January 20th of 2017. Yeah. It's been just constantly awful since that day, and I don't know if there was anything particular that happened on that day that was shitty. Uh... So, uh, yeah, since then, it just has felt like there's been a, a, just a shitstorm of shitty shit. Yeah, in the it, world. Uh, basically a typhoon of feces just mm-hmm. flying around, slapping mm-hmm. you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've decided to find the bright side in that 
typhoon of feces. Yeah, and not just that. And we just got to thinking. It's like, you know, there are well-known events that are just terrible, and that's all we know about them is they're just terrible. We thought we'd look a a little closer at some of those uh, terrible, terrible things and uh, find the heroes and find the good stories and Mm -hmm. find that bright spot in the uh, in the darkness, and a silver lining. Right. Everyone needs some silver. I'd l- oh, I'd love some, just so that they can eat. Not the silver. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were. Th- did you thought we were some kind of silver ingesting? <laughs> My um... like, gay people eat silver. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting some great rumors. We're doing a- wonders for our movement. Yeah, myths about the gay man who eats silver. <laughs> I mean, and sh- and shits gold like Rumpelstiltskin is what we're like. <laughs> you should get yourself a gay man. <laughs> I do, as often as possible. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today, Jason? Uh, we are going to talk about the earthquake of 1906. All right, I feel San like Francisco. enough time has passed that we can make some fun of that. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff. All right. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, San Francisco was once a small town of about 500 people called Yerba Buena. In uh, 1847. So all 500 people were called Yerba Buena? How did they tell each other apart? (laughs) The town, Uh sorry, was called Yerba Buena. Oh! I just realized my grammar... We're going to have a lot of fun today. (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, the the gold rush... What does Yerba Buena mean? I I did not look that up. It means you're good. Oh, does it? No. Oh. Good. Uh, the the gold rush uh, it became thirty thousand people by eighteen fifty one. So mm-hmm. in about four years, it had uh, increased by six times the size of what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right math. Mm-hmm. I don't do math, people. I'm an actor. <laughs> uh, San Francisco uh, was quickly transformed into a major city by nineteen o six. It had over four hundred thousand people in it. Oh, my um, God. Not all named Yerba Buena. Right. Only Some 500 named... of them were named Yerba <laughs> Buena. Those initial 500 people. <laughs> we're now surrounded by people named Jim and, and Stinky Pete. And... Yeah, it was a stinky time. Oh, yeah. Um, and back then, that was a lot of people. It's still... What, 400,000? Yeah. I feel like 400,000 people is still a lot of people. It, it is. Um, okay. But back then it was like, whoa. Inflation. Yeah. Right. With today's inflation, 400,000 people is like 2 million. Is that what it is right now? I don't know. You don't know what we're talking about. People don't really... (laughs) That's not how inflation works? (laughs) Don't do math. (laughs) Or apparently know the difference between cash and humans. But that's fine. Well, we eat silver, so... (laughs) Locals called it uh, the Paris of the West, mm-hmm. and they That's boasted... That's just the kind of thing a person who lives in, like, a fucking nowhere backwater town would call it. We're like, we're like the Paris of the West. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, have you been to San Francisco? Yeah. No, where's that? Oh, darling, it's the Paris of the West. Yeah, well, I grew up in Friendswood, Texas, which is really the Branson of the South. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> um, uh, they also had the biggest city hall in the West and the Grand Opera House that hosted Enrico Caruso. Mm-hmm. I have no clue if I've said his name right, and I don't care. Not bad. Um, I mean, uh, you did well. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I don't care is because every fucking article mentions him and neglects major points of this historical event. 
but he is apparently the most important fucking guy on the planet. Enrico Caruso. Literally every single one of the things I looked up was mm-hmm. like, the, the world's most famous opera tenor was there. And, fun fact, David Caruso's great-great-grandfather. Is that really true? No. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait for the libel lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Enrico Caruso used to take his his spectacles off in that same way David Caruso does. <laughs> That's where he got it from. I nah, nah, it makes so much sense now. Yep. Um. So yeah. So basically, every article talks about Enrico Caruso. Um. My theory is that many people talk about this because the opera house was destroyed in the quake. Just with after Enrico 5 a- Caruso in it? No, oh. no, it's just after 5 a.m. And they're all talking about how lucky he was that he wasn't singing at 5 a.m. Because I don't know about you, but apparently opera performances go till 5 a.m. Not any opera performances I've been to. I know. I've... And I've been to four. <laughs> You've been to four. That's four more than I've been to. <laughs> um, because I don't... The uh, sound is not my strength. Right. Oh, we should probably mention to uh, first-time listeners, and actually everyone who's listening to this is a first-time listener. Congratulations. Yeah, that Jason doesn't uh, hear so well. Yes, I am half-deaf. The uh, good half. In bu- <laughs> <laughs> That's why he can only hear the bright side. <laughs> it's been a really quiet year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh, uh, okay, so basically, uh, people claim that he was the best tenor to ever live, mm. um, and it was a really big deal that he was there. Yeah, they had the... not met Rufus Wainwright yet. <laughs> also, arguably, the best tenor that has ever lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really amusing that all these articles are like, Enrico Caruso, mm-hmm. and not talking about how, you know, Also, China the 400,000 people <laughs> who <laughs> lived there, whose lives were devastated. This one opera singer escaped with his life. I From mean, Italy, he got to leave and go home okay. to his home that wasn't destroyed. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so, so <clears throat> basically, uh, the city building this quickly came with a, a price. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think that 50 years is a long time, and it is, but when you're making a giant metropolis, that is the, uh, basically the blink of an eye. See, we, we think 50 years is a long time, but it's not. It, no. Europe is it's 1,200 years. And that's, you know. I don't understand that amount of time because I've only been here 32 years. Which feels like, well, to look at you is a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandpa Held. <laughs> yes, I'm much, much older than you. Uh, which is why I can make age jokes. Uh, so... In uh, in order to meet the demands for housing during the gold rush, parts of the bay had been filled in to create new real estate. Oh, I know where this is going. This made ground mm-hmm. was essentially landfill. This is not. This is made M A D E, not lands where your maid lived. <laughs> it's not. Look, it, I'm reading this along with you, but not everyone is. I'm just being clear. Yes, you don't probably have a maid, but for those of you that do, actually. We don't. But we do have a housekeeper who comes yes. in every two weeks. She's there today, in fact. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. I wonder how your dogs are doing. They don't like her. Not well. No. Um, Luke and Leia, in case you wanted to know how nerdy Kevin and uh, yeah, Nicholas that, are. Yeah, that's the name of our dogs. It's true. It's wonderful. Um, okay, so the made ground was landfill and had performed <laughs> badly. <laughs> <laughs> like you would make your maid live on landfill. It's terrible. <laughs> Are you done uh, cleaning those pots? 
Are you, done? Are you finished? All right, go back to the dump. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to your maid land. Uh, all right, sorry. Um, I won't do that joke again. It, 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 you probably will. Mm. It had performed badly in previous major shakes, so they knew that this land was shit. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, ground consisted of loose earth, old timbers, rocks, and other debris. And when shaking occurred, the uh, hodgepodge lacked cohesion. Mm-hmm. Very strong temblors, which is I, a word I've learned, earth tremors. Yeah. I did not know that until today. Yes. Um, today? Tre- you today. did this research today? I Well, some of the words as I was reading them earlier oh, sure. freaked me out. Okay. I thought it was a typo. All right, because uh, in the future, I need you to do that research a little earlier than a little just earlier? the day of. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> as long as you're ready when I get here. <laughs> it transformed the landfill into a soft, unstable uh, pudding, a process mm. known to science as liquefaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my computer definition is a process of turning to liquid, or for everyone who want to understand this a little better, it basically turns the ground into quicksand. Yep. That's uh, the word I was looking for, quicksand. Yep. That's what it was. Uh, I've heard of this before. So the earthquake started just after 5 a.m. As we learned. On April 18th. About 30 minutes after the performance of the opera closed, just because <laughs> they went early today. Yes. Uh, and was about a 7.8, 7.9 quake. Jeez. They did not have the Richter scale back then. No. So most people are guessing based on the destruction, description, photos, etc. Right. They were using the, the sphincter scale at that moment. <laughs> the, the ground would start and they'd be like, <gasps> how much shit poured out of their ass? Oh, that too. <laughs> I was thinking of tightening, but yeah. Yeah. I love how your instinct is to tighten. Well, My instinct is to release everything. I, completely. It's like a neutral, a zero on the Richter scale. It's like nothing going in or out. And like a 10 on the Richter scale is like complete puckering. And like a negative 10 is explosive diarrhea. It's funny. That's why they moved from the sphincter scale because it was really... It's really messy. It's, it's And it depends on real personal reaction. Yeah. yeah. A lot of screaming. Yeah. This, the Richter scale really standardized The, the laundry business took a hit, though. They sure they did. <laughs> From the Richter scale. Um, so just uh, just after 5 a.m. on April 18th, a noise, in quotes, like the roar of 10,000 lions mm-hmm. uh, rose mm-hmm. as the city began to tremble and shake. Cable cars abruptly stopped, city hall crumbled, and the Palace Hotel's glass roof splintered and littered the courtyard below. Whoa. That's intense. A lot, right? Yeah. Uh, the lions alone. I know. Where'd they get them? Well, I, well, I want to know is who in that city, I wanted to meet the guy... Or lady who knew what ten thousand lions roaring sounded like. Yeah, you know, like because that person's got an interesting story. They're like, they're like, you know what I did? I went, I went to the zoo where they have ten thousand lions, and I made them really angry, and they all roared at me. All right, well, and uh, now I'm deaf. So because that that sound would make you deaf. I imagine it would. That's a lot of roaring. It sounded like what might have been 10,000 lions, but I only heard it for a second because then I went down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so while we don't have any uh, real video recording the actual earthquake... What? Uh, based on of 1906? <laughs> I found a few quotes that seemed to really capture the essence of how bad it was. Uh, Emma Burke, a local attorney's wife, mm-hmm. uh, because she can't just be a fucking woman of her own stature. Well, she was that also. Well, the she probably article, didn't have a job, though. To be fair, a lot of these articles seem to need to tell when the woman was what what she who she was married to, as opposed to just being all right, her all own right, person. all right. But this is a little bit of revisionism, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you, okay. Hashtag me too. But I'm just saying that that you know it was the times. Yes, it was. 
Well, I guess I had money because uh, she says it hurled my bed against an opposite wall. It grew consist uh, co- uh, constantly worse. The noise deafening, the crash of dishes, falling pictures, the rattle of the flat tin roof, mm. uh, bookcases being overturned, the piano hurled across the parlor, Whoa. as one always has a piano in their parlor, well. the groaning and straining of the building itself, broken glass and falling plaster, made such a roar that no one noise could be distinguished. All right. Calling bullshit on the 10,000 lions. I know. Gun. Yeah, you right? You distinguish what the It's not roar one is. roar. It's it's, or it's <laughs> not one sound of 10,000 lions. It's the sound of the tin roof and the piano going all over the place. Exactly. It sounds like a haunting to yeah. me. It's I, terrifying. Probably. Uh, the San Francisco Examiner reporter Fred Hewitt had just talked to two policemen when the shaking started. Fissures appeared as streets rose and fell and rose again in a rolling motion the undulations making it seem as if the earth itself was, as Hewitt reported, breathing. Oh, my God. That'd be horrifying. I, I know. One <laughs> eyewitness account. Now, we should probably say, I'm going to just state this right out. We live in Los Angeles, okay? We could have an earthquake at any moment. Right. Uh, the room we're in is earthquake-proofed, though, so you're, you can rest assured How while listening to How is it earthquake-proofed? I put the earthquake straps on the bookshelves. This doesn't mean the room itself won't collapse. Well... It means the only thing left of this house will be bookshelves, <laughs> which will be an appropriate way for you to go out. I agree. Yeah, I won't hear it coming. It's <laughs> just going to hit. Um, one eyewitness account by P. Barrett described it this way. P is an initial. P. Not I, his name. I, oh. Right? <laughs> yes, P okay. is an initial. Look, I'm helping the people at home. They they don't know. My name's P. <laughs> Well, it's a nickname. Yerba Buena. So. Well, yeah, this is my friend Yerba Buena. That's my sister Yerba Buena, and this is her goodest friend Yerba Buena. I'm P. It's a nickname. My real name? Yerba Yer- Buena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they have to just somehow distinguish each other. P is just what he did a lot. I mean... He was a drunkard. Oh. So take this quote with a grain of salt. It's from a, a alcoholic. We could not get to our feet... <laughs> Which now I'm thinking might be because of the booze. Um, Big buildings were crumbling as one might crush a biscuit in one's hand. Hmm. Ahead of me, a great cornice, which is a kind of uh, ornamental um, wall decoration made of plaster. Oh, I thought it was a baking pan. That's corningware. Uh, that's Sorry. corningware. Mm-hmm. Crushed a man as if he were a maggot. Jeez, this guy's got some real... I know. Uh, metaphors. Descriptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when people were illiterate, they knew how to describe a story. Totally. I mean, this guy, P, is going around crushing biscuits and maggots left and right. <laughs> He's, he has seen these things. Okay. Um, a newspaper reporter described cobblestones popping up and down like popcorn. Um the night clerk from the Valencia Street Hotel ran from the building and gave this account. He's lucky, by the way, that he ran. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure. The hotel lurched forward as oh. if the foundation were dragged backwards from under it and crumpled over down over Valencia Street. It did not fall to pieces and spray itself all over the place, but telescoped down on itself like a concertina. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those wondering what a concertina it's an is. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> Ten points for Gryffindor. Thank you. Um, are you Gryffindor? I don't. I think I'm you're a Ravenclaw. I'm a Muggle. You're a Muggle. Well, I'm I'm a person in a world in which Harry Potter's not real. I'm a Hufflepuff. I know that. So I know that. Well, if Harry Potter doesn't exist, but you know I'm a Hufflepuff, that's how much of a Hufflepuff you are. 
<laughs> Always look on the bright side. We don't have the rights to that. No. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. It's not public domain at all. <laughs> uh, those who had rooms on the fourth floor simply stepped out onto the street. Oh. Um, so remember when we talked about liquefaction? I feel like they weren't doing that. Simply stepping out onto the street. I feel <laughs> as if they were screaming and running. I feel as if it was not just, I will now walk out of my window onto the street. Top hat in hand and cane. No, it was a mad screaming running for your life. Kind of, oh my god, the fourth floor is on the ground. They're like, oh, honey, great, we don't have to go down the stairs. Oh, and what else? <laughs> look, look on the bright side, people. <laughs> We've crushed three floors of people beneath us. But now our balcony is just the sidewalk. Okay. Uh, but uh, So the liquefaction basically sucked the three floors down <gasps> and crushed the people... So they talked that about some people may have drowned because the water pipes had all burst and other people were killed because the fires came and consumed it. It was a bad time. That's horrifying. Um, those that was a legit gasp. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, see if I ever stay on the first floor again. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so much better to be up on the 6th or 7th and then crush the people below you. <laughs> There's no good in this Survivor's at all. Survivor's guilt. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to telegraph this one. No bright side. No okay. bright. So if eyewitnesses accounts say anything like it was, this quake was really fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't want to see the ground popping out cobblestones. I've got enough baggage in my life without that. Um, yeah, well, yeah, no, I, yeah. The, uh, the earthquake was so I'm, big... I don't want cobblestones, period. They're just really uncomfortable to run on, to drive on. They're kind of fun for the first second to drive on, but after a minute oh, you're like, that. this is just now really bad sex. Yeah, but then walk... Yeah. Just constant humping with no stopping. No release. No <laughs> release. Um, the earthquake was so big that it was felt all the way from the bottom of Oregon to below Los Angeles. The bottom of Oregon, by the way, his name was Philip. <laughs> he... Took a lot of loads. <laughs> if he's the only bottom in Oregon, then every top, like, he is working overtime. Oh, yeah. It was a lumberjack kind of situation. He does not get know. to sleep. He's like, I just want five minutes. No. Can I please? T- oh, God. Philip! God damn it, Jerry. We did it <laughs> ten minutes ago. How are you back? P! <laughs> what are you doing here? Yerba Buena? <laughs> um... So, the quake is said to have... Uh, oh, it was also felt in central Nevada. Um, the quake is said to have lasted only about 45 seconds to a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a uh, gentleman myself who had been in an earthquake uh, that was rather close to an epicenter, I can tell you it is extremely scary. What earthquake was that? This was one of the ones near... It was right uh, when I lived on Magnolia... In, uh, oh. in Sherman Oaks, yeah, yeah. The, the Sherman Oaks earthquake. Yeah. Uh, it was a 3.7 and a 20-second quake. I was on the fourth story of my building. Mm-hmm. We did not liquefaction, so I didn't have to walk out onto the street calmly and collectively after the earthquake. Uh, Never happened. Okay. And as Kevin w- said earlier, it, he's probably right about the screaming because I was naked during my earthquake and mm-hmm. alone. Uh, my husband was out of town, uh, lucky bastard. And um, I felt like it was going to last forever. It was about 20 seconds yeah. at most. Um, it was only a 3.7. Where was Matt? Uh, Matt was in Atlanta on a work trip. Okay. No, not Atlanta. No, yeah, Atlanta. It doesn't matter. He was far away. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, however, got out of bed naked and ran around, uh, put on my shoes. Still, I, I, still still, I ran out the window, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the ground? Calmly. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> naked. Stuffed outside. Um, I called my mom because I was convinced it was the big one. I wanted to let her know I was alive. Uh-huh. Um, I almost ran into the hallways and in, in ready to help people who were clearly wounded from the earthquake. Um, oh my God, you sprang to action. I was still you needed, naked. Yeah, you way. needed to put the clothes on. But my uh, my now mother in law called me and said, "How you doing?" Mm-hmm. Um, calm me down. Stop me from taking picture frames off the wall because I was convinced aftershocks were going to come sure. and that we were all going to die. Um, so yeah, so basically, as someone who's gone through it, uh, I can tell you that these people were fucking freaked. Yeah. Well, sure. Forty five seconds of like a seven point whatnot. To a right, minute. Right, yeah. right in the right in the town. Right? Waves. Where was the epicenter? Uh two miles off the coast or something. Jeez. Like right there. Like really close. Uh I think it was two miles. Uh um, or forty five minutes in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's LA. Uh, well in San Francisco's got bad traffic too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh so now in in uh, we're going to go back to uh, Enrico Caruso now based Oh good on the, I've been uh, wondering where the, I was I god I was wondering how he was doing <laughs> So the uh the world famous opera singer escaped the city's palace hotel as we remember the glass shattered and littered the courtyard where he was staying at the time of the quake However, the hotel itself was destroyed later that day by fire Don't, don't worry we will get to the fires later they're a pivotal part of the story I know at the Palace Hotel, Caruso literally got a rude awakening. The famed tenor remembered... It was P. Barrett. <laughs> like, Doing his thing. He's like, that oh, was rude. You're not the guy from Oregon. No. <laughs> um, everything in the room was going round and round. The chandelier was trying to touch the ceiling, and the chairs were chasing each other. Crash, crash, crash. It was a terrible scene. Mm. Uh, An ESL speaker speaks. Yeah. Later, Caruso would be found collapsed on the ground and weeping in fear among a crowd of shocked survivors in a downtown square. He vowed never to come back to San Francisco. And he never did. Good. We don't want you. Ironically, before the San Francisco earthquake, the newspapers were headlined with the recent eruption of Mount Vesuvius close to Caruso's hometown of Naples. Um, so I just want to point out right now... That guy's a hypocrite, first yeah, of all. Yeah, that's Vesuvius what is where he's from? <laughs> okay. I just wanted to point out how all these people are so worried about his opinions, right? Because he's a celebrity. And his response is to literally burst into tears, which I can relate to. I can get that. Uh, I would yeah. definitely be crying. <laughs> and then tell everyone that he's never going to return to the city as if the city itself offended him. Like they had planned this giant earthquake to spite him. It's like, dude, we're all fucked right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe lend a hand. No, no, you're gonna have to be honest. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. I'll never. I am never coming back here. <laughs> but maybe you could just help us first. And no, I'm never coming back again. Uh, I'm going back to my volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, people. I will be buried in ash. <laughs> <laughs> We know how to die. So, in <clears throat> slowly and burning. That's right. Now, in empathy with him, it was a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. The quake would have been bad enough without the fact that the city had been built so quickly on shit land yep. with disregard for any sort of precautions. Right. So now we're back on Caruso's side? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm so far I'm on board with never going back to San Francisco again. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I just think that he could have said it a little nicer. Oh, sure. And less like the people did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically the, the, the famous largest city hall in the West was not spared, as mm-hmm. we know, either in his quake, and was reduced to virtually nothing in moments. Mm. The building was on ground that was once marshland. 
Yep. But was chosen anyway because the greed from the city officials and contractors. Because what? Uh, the greed of the city officials ah. and contractors. Uh-huh. Basically, I interpret this to mean that they knew it was a shit idea to build on the fucking swamp. Um, well. But they knew it was going to be hard to do it, and it would take a while, which meant long-term work, thus long-term money, so the contractors would get paid, and they would pay the officials, mm. everyone getting a pocket deal for Kickbacks. This. Yeah, kickbacks. That's what we're talking about. Um, Wait, hold on. There was corruption in city politics? What? In the 19th century? You are correct. You're blowing my mind. Um, if that wasn't enough, uh, the building it was. took... <laughs> The building took years to be constructed and seconds to be destroyed. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, yeah. in order to save money, additional money, and pocket government funds, shoddy materials were deliberately used. Mm-hmm. Uh, old newspapers and trash had been incorporated into the building materials. I'm sorry? Old newspapers and trash yeah. were used to build this great city hall. I get, Okay. Like the, the materials used well, for the walls, the walls and floors. And newspapers. Newspapers and... Okay. Um, That, I think, it turns out, was a mistake. Yep. Even before the Great Quake, City Hall's internal sewage had seeped into its basement. Oh. Collecting into a stinking pool Well, that's not a metaphor. That's, yep, that's exactly what that Uh was. City Hall's a cesspool. Yep. No, no, I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) What's that smell? (laughs) That's the shit coming out of the City Hall. Oh, I thought it was the air, but... No, it's literally the shit coming out of City Hall. (laughs) Because we all know Yerba Buena has Crohn's. Which one? <laughs> all of them. All 500. <laughs> Genetic. Um, since City Hall was a total loss, a temporary command post was set up at the Hall of Justice near Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth Plaza. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Good. Portsmouth. Port- Portsmouth. Ports- Yay. Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Words. Uh, when, the <laughs> qu- when the quake hit, Mayor Eugene Schmitz. 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 Got it. Uh, was at his... Eugene Schmitz. Nope. Eugene Schmitz. Eugene Schmitz. Eugene Eugene Schmitz. She sells... She? <laughs> Eugene was a woman? She sells seashells by the... No, his name's like a tongue twister. Oh, got it. I thought that y- Eugene Schmitz <laughs> sold seashells and was a part-time mayor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he lived close to the Hall of Justice mm-hmm. and lost no time in reporting for duty... Uh, he was excited about this because he'd been under a cloud lately, accused of graft and taking bribes. What? So this was a chance for political salvation. Uh, so he's actually happy about the earthquake. Um, well. It was a heaven-sent opportunity for Schmitz to prove his worth and confound his detractors. Oh. Uh, seeing some looting on the way to the Hall of I Justice. I like him. No, he is not a good man. Yeah, I'm thinking no. Uh, on the way to the Hall of Justice, he saw some looting, mm-hmm. and the mayor decided to take immediate action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ish- join in the looting. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have enough as mayor. I need those pearls. I need a piano in my parlor. I don't yep. have one. It, it overturned and broke. I need a new piano. <laughs> and miraculously, there's one here. <laughs> in the middle of the street. Just fine. <laughs> I think it fell out of that lady's house. <laughs> Looted by the mayor. Yeah, this might not be completely historically accurate. <laughs> he uh, he issued a illegal proclamation declaring federal troops, the members of the regular police force, and all special police officers have the authority to kill any and all persons engaged in looting and or any other crime. Okay, that's what's we that's what we call being tough on crime. Um, 
also illegal. Well, okay. You, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> Uh, because nothing wins votes like having the military shoot people in the streets for literally any crime. Any crime. Uh, like jaywalking. Yep. There's, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. The, the intersection used to be here, officer. No, no. I'm, I don't see, I don't see an intersection. Oh, uh, death. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, this order, by the way, uh, is illegal. Um, now, during all this madness, the water pipes and the gas pipes all broke, which led to two wow. major problems. Can you guess them? Well, yes, a ton of water and gas spewing out of things. Right. Well, the first was that the fires broke out. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. The gas caught on fire and the water being spilled everywhere wasn't able to be tapped into to put them out. That is correct. Yes! So, um, basically, all the firemen running around with hoses, hooking them up to fire hydrants. Oh, and not being able to... With no water. No pressure at all. Nothing. Oh. In addition to that... The homes and buildings were so close together like sardines, and yeah. because they were made with wooden frame construction, it was easy for a fire to quickly spread. Sure. Uh, one fire, later named the Ham and Eggs Fire, where it, They had names? This, this one had a name. This one was so special wow. because it led to one of the biggest fires. Oh. Um, where a woman, after the quake, was making her family breakfast. Because I know what I want to do after a giant fucking earthquake where all the buildings fall down. I want to have some food. Look, people have to eat. I know they have to eat, but maybe don't burn shit while gas pipes are exploded everywhere. Maybe she didn't know. She, she, she claims... Her she children were crying, Jason. <laughs> Enrico was a She shadow. didn't have a job, clearly. This was her only thing to do. Enrico, Enrique, Enrico. Uh-huh. Caruso was her child. <laughs> he was crying in the street yeah because Enrico Caruso was also the only one crying <laughs> you and I both acknowledged we would be weeping I know within minutes it would be a, it would be a shit show mm-hmm. um, uh, they didn't realize the gas line was broken and oh. ended up destroying her home quickly and oh. moved on to take out a local college uh, and the that San is a Fran- vengeful fire. I know. And then the San Francisco Hall of Records. Oh my! And the oh. rest of the city hall, which the Hall of Records, I'm guessing, was not digitized at that time. It was not. Yeah. Um, it was not the only fire that would start, and the fires would reign supreme for about four days. Were they uh, elected? <laughs> they- Another <laughs> example of just martial law. <laughs> uh, I'm the mayor, but really, who's in charge right now is Mr. Ham and Eggs Fire. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> Need more wood. <laughs> Politics back then was fucked. <laughs> this debate's really weird. How do you feel about social injustice? <laughs> Noted. Ham and Eggs Fire has won the debate. <laughs> and killed all the participants. <laughs> now, within an hour after the earthquake shook, the smoke of San Francisco's burning was a lurid tower visible a hundred miles away, wrote Jack London, uh, who rode from his ranch in Glen Ellen to San Francisco on the day of the quake. And for three days and nights, this lurid tower swayed in the sky, reddening the sun, darkening the day, and filling the land with smoke. It basically turned the place into the upside down. Yeah! They were living in Stranger Things. I love, first of all, I love Jack London. And uh, that's a great quote. A lurid fire. I know. A lurid tower. That's amazing. So it, I'm no, not even going to make fun of that. And at this all. lurid tower, pardon me, this lurid tower, uh, the blaze was so strong, it even created its own weather pattern, drawing storm force winds to feed itself with oxygen. Like a, like a vacuum hose thing. Good God. Yeah. Uh, near the flames, the wind was often half a gale, 
so mighty was the suck, wrote London. Uh, London. Okay, I take it back. That's that's a shitty that's a shitty turn so of phrase. So mighty was the suck. Well, I mean, he was in Oregon recently. He met. He, yes, he clearly had had some time with the Oregon Bottom. <laughs> mighty was the suck. That's also yes, a review of the Oregon Bottom. I mean, he takes a lot of loads. Why it's not like London? 1906 Yelp. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that fire. One star. One star for that fire. <laughs> but the but the Oregon Bottom. The five stars. The Oregon Power Bottom. <laughs> Oh, man, to be that powerful of a power bottom. Well, you're on your way. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it takes stamina. It takes time. And it takes practice. a lot of uh, flexibility. Mm-hmm. And um, suction, apparently. And suction. Yeah. With the hydrants empty, firefighters tried to pump what little water they could out of the sewer lines beneath the oh. streets. And it did not amount to much. And it was shitty what they got. Yep. They should have just gone to City Hall. The cesspool mm. filled with... Uh, I believe it was destroyed. <laughs> so, if that wasn't enough... I'm paying attention. If that wasn't enough of the of all of this, the city's fire chief, Dennis Sullivan, was killed during the initial earthquake. So oh. they were leaderless in the okay. fire department. The, uh, the city's fire chief, Dennis Sullivan, however... Uh, basically had started thinking about and, and talking about the fact that they were, th- these close wooden and flammable buildings could pose a problem for the firemen if a fire was big enough, such as a one that had such a mighty suck. Wait, so the fire chief had looked at a house, uh, a city built of wood, all right next to each other, and thought to himself, wood is flammable. Yes. That's... You know, forward he, thinking. Right now, he is the smartest man. In the entire West Coast, yeah. And he's dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, the year before, and this is where he gets less smart. Mm. The year before... Well, he, when, he, when, he, when he died, he got significantly less smart. No, no, this is... This is the, <laughs> Dennis! Dennis, what do we do? <laughs> We're not getting any good ideas from the dead fire chief. He just keeps... Just, just keep playing there. He keeps just not doing a thing at Dennis, all. God damn it, Dennis! I put your hat on. Oh, except that we're we're uh, we're firefighters in San Francisco in 1906. Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> Sorry, your Dalmatian is freaking out and shitting everywhere. The sphincter scale is off the charts. <laughs> the uh, the year before, he thought of an idea of using dynamite to blow up buildings, mm. thus creating fire breaks should an untamable fire break out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he apparently mm-hmm. had started working on a plan, but since he was dead, I'm getting it. any ideas uh, would have, of how to do it safely mm-hmm. would have disappeared mm-hmm. with him. His second in command... Dynamiting houses. And the person who was now in charge of the firemen in the city, mm-hmm. John Daughtry... Mm-hmm. Decided to burn them down. Who didn't know anything about dynamite Nothing. decided that he heard his boss talking about it, yeah. and thus it was a good idea since all the water was gone. Um, to use dynamite. To use dynamite. But was not informed on the full plan. Correct. So did you think, what, what was his plan? Just let's blow up the whole city? Uh, we're going to get there. Okay. So at this point, around 60 fires, big and small, had uh-huh. spread throughout the city. There everyone, was ham and eggs. I mean, everyone there was bacon, orange juice. fucking ham and eggs. I'm like, stop uh-huh. cooking for like a minute. Uh-huh. Like, let us turn off the gas. There was... <laughs> Please. At this point, I don't think you turn off the gas, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, so... blow the shit up. <laughs> like, okay, we've got sixty fires. I'm thinking dynamite. You're like you're a pyromaniac, and you're the you're the yeah. Well, yeah, he's the deputy firefighter chief, right? Yeah. Well, he was so, a pyromaniac. So he um he called the army base over at the uh, 
Presidio? Presidio. Presidio. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Someone's thank you. never been to San Francisco. I've been there and I've been, I left quickly. Uh, it's a beautiful city. You should go. But I, <laughs> what happened to you? I was just alarmed at the hills. I don't like heights mm-hmm. and driving down big hills. Oh, sure. I love settling. Uh, well, now that I know what I know, I'm not sure about my feelings of worry. Well, I don't need to be in a new building. Um, so uh, he calls uh, the... Well, they're all new buildings, I think, is what we're going to get to. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon. Incorrect. Oh. Mm. Uh, uh, asked, he asked General Frederick Funston, mm-hmm. who was a man not normally in charge, mm-hmm. but he was second in command, and his boss, General Adolphus... At the Army base. At the Army base. Uh-huh. General Adolphus Green, Greenlee mm-hmm. was out of town in Washington, D.C. Uh, so General Fre- Frederick Funston was in command, and... Uh, um, Daughtry asked for his help with using the explosives. Mm-hmm. General Frederick Funston, a, a man who was only five feet, four inches tall, and was mm-hmm. only 120 pounds, mm-hmm. was determined to save the city by any means and said yes. Mm-hmm. So he sent in the troops to help blow up buildings and keep with uh, help with keeping order in the chaos. Okay, because that... keeping order means blowing shit up. Well, I'm just curious. I want to move back just a quick second and ask, why did you give us his body dimensions? Uh, he apparently had some self-esteem issues and uh-huh. wanted to be held oh, and respected. The, the bigger the explosion, yeah. the bigger the man. Yeah. Well, so, you know, just ask the Oregon bottom. <laughs> he was and a- he would have put, I'm not saying that he would put the lie to that right away. Well, he because was, sometimes he was diminutive. I saw, yeah, he was, <laughs> and I, I could take a lot. And I, but I've seen some explosions out of some, some very small men. Yes. Men though. Men. Um, so, with no water to stop the fires, everyone agreed that the dynamite plan was the best course of action. The only person who was not convinced about it, ironically, was Mayor Schmitz. Okay, why? Uh, now, it wasn't because he thought that adding fire to fire might be a bad uh, idea and make the fire bigger. Okay, yeah, fu- it, fuck you, first of all, because this is clearly the best idea. It was that he was worried about blowing up the homes of people who supported him and might vote for him in the future. Okay, sure. So uh-huh. fires are coming towards the homes. They're gonna I feel get... like he's making a lot of political decisions. He is. Okay. Uh, he... But I think also that maybe fire on fire, blowing up buildings in the path of a fire, maybe would create other fires with, with the mains going? You, you're a very smart man. <laughs> Look, I'm guessing that it's a tough situation. Okay, they're in a tough spot. I, Mayor, Mayor, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. burn shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, not mm-hmm. going to burn shit. We're going to stop shit from burning. Right, but we're only going to do it to the up. Democrats, right? <laughs> I'm for blowing up all the Democrats' house. He wasn't, but not the Tories. He wasn't Donald what I Trump. Am. He was close to Donald Trump. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, so he was, he was finally convinced, and they went forward with the plan, but only after the general promised, uh, and the fire department promised they would wait until the last possible second to mm-hmm. try and save the homes of his voters. Oh, my. As expected, the civilian firefighters and soldiers did not know how to work with the explosives, since they had not been trained in this, uh, in the buildings, and they spread the fire. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. We're playing... You at home are playing... Who didn't see that coming? (laughs) The, uh... The general tried to keep in contact with the mayor, but because things were getting so out of control, he started acting as if he was at war uh-huh. and had martial law on his side. And he would just start shooting people accused of anything. 
Indeed, and he felt more and more convinced that using the dynamite was the only way to save the city, even though by day two it was clear that bombing the city was not working and only adding more fires. Okay, I've heard of this earthquake and fire, but I've never heard of the TNT that was used on it. Oh my god. Uh, In fact, he became so fanatical that when they started running low, he ordered boats that were helping with the fire on the coast to leave, stop fighting the fires, and get more dynamite for him. Yeah, he's gone full Bond villain now. Yes. He's gone completely... Okay. <laughs> he's like, yes, my master plan worked. Right. I had to wait for an earthquake and my boss to be out of town at the same time. He's Sean Bean at the end of that Jack Ryan movie, whichever one that was, I think Patriot Games maybe, where he's like, fuck you, I'm doing this, I don't care! Um, okay. In a story he wrote... In the July 1906 issue of the Cosmopolitan magazine, Funston recalled the dynamite experiment. He calls it an experiment, mind you. Okay, first of all, love that he's giving interviews to Cosmo. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Um, Yep. They basically, I guess Cosmo just went around and talked to anyone who was a part of this. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm sure they talked to Enrico. Look, Cosmo Teen right now is doing incredible journalism. They are. They're one of the few. Yeah. Um... Funston recalled the dynamite experiment saying, I doubt if anyone will ever know the amount of dynamite and gun cotton used in blowing up buildings, but it must have been tremendous. Don't know. Wasn't there. As there were times when the explosions were so continuous as to resemble a bombardment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. In fact, the dynamite doomed much of the city that wasn't already burned, Jeez. causing its own fires and refueling others. Okay, Jesus Christ. In Chinatown, an estimated 60 fires were started this way. I feel like you would have noticed that after the first, like, 40. <laughs> Further exasper- exacerbating the, the this misguided strategy. Uh, General, that- <laughs> yesterday we had 60 fires. Today we've got 78. You know what we need? I don't know if this is working. You what know what we need? What, what can we do? More water. More dynamite. Okay, dynamite. We need more dynamite. More dynamite. we got to blow more shit up. Yes, sir. Yes. See that boat? <laughs> See how it's putting out that water? Putting out that fire with the water? That's useless. <laughs> Stop it. Go get more dynamite. Look, you can't put out fires without fires to start, okay? <laughs> you got to fight fire with fire. Any cook will tell you that. Cook's dead in the ham and eggs fire. Yeah, for sure. She went down fast. Um, (laughs) So did her crying children. (laughs) But that was before (laughs) the earthquake. Whoa! (laughs) Why am I slut-shaming a lady from 1905? (laughs) You do, you lady. (laughs) Go down all you want. Uh... She she got trained by the Power Bottom from uh, Oregon. She must have. They were a partnership. All right, move it along. Okay. <laughs> the the uh, further exacerbating this misguided strategy, the ar- army often used gunpowder instead of dynamite, which just set buildings ablaze rather than knocking them down. Because gunpowder doesn't explode shit; it just burns and ignites. Oh God. Um, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, we've run out of TNT. <laughs> well, just start with the flamethrowers then. That <laughs> should probably help the fire situation. <laughs> According to the San Francisco Chronicle, at one point the troops actually shelled buildings with artillery fire. Oh, they didn't make mosaics? (laughs) Because I feel like that would have been far more effective than what they did. Ooh, I love what you've done there. Blow it up. Let's let's destroy it. It clearly needs to be destroyed. beautiful mosaic. Look, we need to destroy it to save it. I feel like that makes... Shut up, TNT! Boom! Right. The fire's just like, more. Oh, my God. More. Yes, sir, heaven and eggs, mister. <laughs> um, 
when they did use real dynamite, flaming debris from buildings ignited natural gas from ruptured lines and caught neighboring buildings on fires. So, genius. What finally helped put out the fires was a great rain. Oh. Four days after the earthquake. Uh, Thank God it rained. Well, yeah. it didn't. Uh, so, in the addition, oh addition to the failings of his boom obsession, Funston sent messages to, uh, say the word again? Pres- Presidio. Presidio mm-hmm. and Fort Mason, ordering his troops there to report to the San Francisco police. Uh, Chief Jeremiah Dinan? Dinan? Sure. Dinan? 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 Uh, at the Hall of Justice. Let's call him Chief Jeremiah. Chief Jeremiah. Clearly. He is the only one at this point, other than the mayor, who is actually supposed to be in command. Okay. Yeah, yeah. true. Police chief. Um, right. The troops fanned out into the city, guarding valuable buildings, restoring mm-hmm. order, and preventing looting. In many cases, however, the soldiers did more harm than good by forcing, forcing thousands to evacuate their homes, uh, uh, ostensibly in the name of saving lives. Sure. But many of these people were able-bodied and more than willing to take an active part in saving their homes and businesses. Nope, you gotta go. Now we're setting it on fire. But I, we I, have to save your house. We're I, gonna set it on fire. Why are you setting it on fire? To I save it! You don't get it! But I have Look, we're legs, several levers have... beyond this, okay? <laughs> All right? You don't, you're just on this level here. We're thinking a few down, a few moves ahead. Just, it's like chess. Get you, out, we're blowing it up. I just feel like adding fire is just going to add more fire. Clearly, you know nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm just a doctor. <laughs> well, I'm the police chief. We're destroying your home. What did, what, who did you vote for? <laughs> Schmidt? <laughs> you can stay. Everyone, hold back. Stop that fire. Uh, now, mind you, they had the foresight to do something smart, shocking, mm-hmm. which was to destroy over $30,000 in mm-hmm. 1906 money, that's mm-hmm. a fuck ton of money now, mm-hmm. worth of alcohol from saloons and stores that sold spirits to try and stop the spread of fires. How'd they destroy it? Uh, I think they threw them into the streets or something like that. Wouldn't they just light there? I... You're going to have a bad time. Sounds real smart. Okay. Um, I think they just ingested it. They just were like, that's that's how I would do it. Another fire. Another whiskey. I've got got an idea to do something smart. We need to get this booze out of the way. A Molotov cocktail the shit out of that building. Yeah. Um, So uh, Congress then, of course, paid them back. Uh, Basically, you know... Getting gunpowder. They got thirty thousand dollars for the booze. Yeah, gave them, made sure they got that money from back. Congress, from, from the Congress. U.S. Congress. Yeah, restitution or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, Did they get any other money? They got a lot of stuff. Oh, fine, they okay, good. They, Not, it no, just, just like, sorry about that. Here's thirty thousand for booze. All right, so we've had a crisis <laughs> on the West destroyed. Coast. A city was destroyed. Instead of sending blankets or food, I'm thinking we just sent them thirty thousand dollars to restore their alcohol that was lost. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Of course, I just ingested... I don't know. Don't ask me. I just had $30,000 worth of booze. God damn it, Burr. <laughs> Burr. That's the only guy I think who was alive at that time. 1906. Was he alive? <laughs> yes. He was oh. 345 years old. <laughs> he was that old? Well. <laughs> Aaron Burr, by the way. Okay, we're not precisely a history podcast. I'm an actor. <laughs> Uh, before Funston was able to seize the ships to look for more explosives, Navy Lieutenant uh, Frederick Newton Freeman. Everyone got fucking three names. Well, you um, have. It's I'm sorry, initial... Jason T. Gassy. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so offensive to you. Uh, who was also in temporary command of the destroyer, the the 
Preble? Preble? Sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> brought two tugboats along to help put out the fires on the coast of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Freeman, who would emerge as one of the heroes of the tragedy. Wrong. No, no. Oh, no, no. Okay. I got him did. confused with Funston. No, Funston's a okay, fucking Freeman. moron. Right. Freeman actually knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, he recognized that water was the key to San Francisco's survival. What? What? And there were a number of tugboats along the waterfront. No, no, no. Fire. <laughs> no, fire's the problem. No, fire's the answer. No, fire's the problem. Yes. Water's the answer. No! Fire's the... <laughs> Basically, uh, they all performed heroic service under Freeman's direction. The tugs pumped seawater by the bay, which was fed into hoses to fight the fires along the waterfront. Freeman also pumped 5,000 gallons of fresh water from the tug uh, Soto Moyo's tanks. I apologize to anyone who I have shamed in how I said that word. Soto Moyo? Okay. um, Anyway, it was a tugboat. Into the boiler, boilers of the fire engine, desperately fighting the, the conflagration. I think I said that right. That's okay. We're going to cut this whole thing out. Okay, cool. Okay. And the lieutenant had the foresight to store 200 gallons in barrels for parched San Franciscans oh. who were uh, piteously crying for water. Piteously. Is it piteously? I thought it, it was piteously. No, no. Oh. No, because they're being piteous. Oh. To be pitied, not to be pitied. I thought they were being like religious and shit. No, not piously. That's piteously. Like pitiful. The more you know, folks. <laughs> um, we don't have rights to that. That's you're probably right. Uh, this whole but, thing's gone uh, because yeah. of Freeman and his men. A number of Gold Rush era buildings, uh, some of the oldest in San Francisco, survived to this day. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Freeman. Um, despite the brave men and women who helped save, and what... then he went on to play, you know, many, many important uh, film roles, like Andrew Burr. <laughs> Also, and, not his name. Not, <laughs> not his name. <laughs> and I was thinking about Morgan Freeman, and that's also not who we're talking about. This whole section is gone. Um, despite the brave men and women who helped save what little was not devastated during the crazy four-day period, the city was virtually demolished. Mm. San Francisco is gone, wrote mm-hmm. Jack London to a nation hungry for information about the quake. That's pithy, Jack. Its industrial section is wiped out. Its business section is wiped out. Ooh. It's How social, about its social residential section? It's wiped out. Oh, God. The factories and warehouses. They're and fine. The great stores and newspaper buildings. They're good. The hotels and the palaces. They're of all the, set? The palaces of the nabobs are all gone. Oh. Do you know what a nabob is? I know what a nabob is. Is, it a na- is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. It's rich people. Yes. Yes. I know. I, I looked that up earlier today, too. There you go. Nabob. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's how you would say it. Um, now... Okay. There's one other hero in all of this, in my opinion. Opposed to the Morgan Freeman character. Yes. Okay. And that was the Chinese immigrants who oh. found a loophole to become American citizens. What? Yes. There were some really racist laws on the Wait books. Wait a minute. Are we about to find a bright side to this? Yes, we are. Oh! There were some really racist laws on the books that the uh, where the only way a person of Chinese descent could become a citizen was to be born here. Sure. Um, that's a crazy law that's still on the books. And by books, I mean the Constitution. But okay. Um... So if they were here and they weren't citizens, they couldn't get their families to join them. Uh, ah. Super racist immigration laws, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, in the fire, City Hall and the Hall of Records burned down. <gasps> oh. And because everything was on paper back then, they couldn't tell who was an actual citizen and who was not. 
Lots of the Chinese Americans came forward claiming they were born here and got issued birth certificates. I like it. And thus citizenship this way. However, authorities eventually got suspicious and stopped giving them out because they were racist assholes. But many, many people did get their birth certificates. That's amazing. Their citizenship that way. Yeah. They made the best out of a shit situation. Yeah. And they were able to reunite themselves with their families because once you were a citizen, your families could join you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, They were reunited. I've never heard that before. That's fantastic. That's Um, what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, So according to the San Francisco Chronicle, 522 city blocks, four square miles, 2,593 acres, and 28,188 buildings were utterly destroyed. Jeez. And because the situation had been handled so poorly by those in charge, the city's leaders lied and told everyone that the official death toll was under 500 people. I feel like, oh, well, that explains where all the Yerba Buenas went, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Man, our neighbor's Yerba. Uh, Also, now we're San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) San Francisco. To this day, people don't know the exact count, but historians argue that it was really somewhere between three to 6,000 people. Three people to 6,000 people? or three? Sorry, 3,000 to 6,000 people. Wow. And you know when when historians argue, it's a barn burner. I know. Well, there's a lot of dynamite involved. So <laughs> uh, The 1906 earthquake didn't lead us to better earthquake codes, however. Hmm. Um, that wasn't until 1933 in Long Beach, California, when several schools were flattened mm-hmm. that we actually moved forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the officials, including Schmidt... Uh, argued that if they made codes, it would take San Francisco too long to rebuild. So basically, let's make the exact same mistake, and maybe we can make the new buildings on the same shit land with trash once again, basically. But this time, we're going to make the maids themselves build them! Yes! And uh, (laughs) so there are parts of San Francisco that remain at risk today. I've heard of this. I've heard of this. There are still thousands of hastily rebuilt, unreinforced masonry building cheek by jowl with wooden structures with no fire-resistant walls between Uh them, reported the San Francisco Chronicle in April 2006. Yes. I love that phrase, cheek by jowl, Right, by the way. Yes. And who wouldn't? Here, let's go cheek by jowl right now. Oh. 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 It's lovely. It's lovely. (laughs) One study by the Association of Bay Area Governments predicts that a magnitude 7.3 quake along the San Andreas Fault near San Francisco would seriously damage 66,000 homes and force Mm -hmm. nearly a quarter of a million people onto the streets. And it would result in another The Rock movie. And another 1906 earthquake experience. Well, yeah. Because Because we we would be be fucking shook that far back. Yep. They basically, uh, in that time, uh, something like 300,000 people were forced out of the city during those four days and forced to flee. So if another quarter million people were forced into the streets, we would look at a virtually identical experience. Um, And then we'd blow their houses up for the fun of it. Yep. So basically, uh, that that's the uh, 1906 earthquake experience. I love that the bright side of this is that we've got... Like, thousands of Chinese-American families as a result of it. Right. And, uh, and, and good people, hardworking people who were, were subject to horribly racist laws, mm-hmm. and they figured out the best fucking loophole that you could figure out. And, and they, they, I read, one of the things I read said something like the city officials were like, wait a minute, there's only like 1,500 women in Chinatown. They would have all had to have 
500 kids. That's mm-hmm. not possible. And that's why they stopped how issuing. Many, do you know how many they gave out? Uh, I don't. I, I know it was a lot. Yeah. I think it was... In the thousands. Probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, that, was, that was some ingenuity right there. I mean, they back in that time, the... You could, if you were a a, a person of, of Chinese descent, you couldn't leave Chinatown without fear of white people beating you up because they hated people from China. Mm-hmm. There was a, it, it was incredibly racist. But back now then. these people had their citizenship papers and everything, and they right. could actually so start they, lives. Wow. They could have their lives, and 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 uh, yeah. So that that's the big bright side for me in this whole situation. Yeah. The other bright side is uh, is that one guy uh, Freeman who right. actually knew what the fuck he was doing. Well, yeah, but and it seems like it seems like really shitty though, because like the only water that they had access to. Well, first of all, I, I think it's really sad that we have to be like the real hero of this story is the guy who thought water might be good against fire. <laughs> like, like, okay, everyone else, you're shit. Uh, but you know, he was only able to save some of the waterfront, right. which is part of the problem of like liquefaction now. Yeah, you know it's 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 where they built out onto, and where we've got to have where we're looking forward to very bad things happening in the future. They Fantastic. they made some choices, um, and I think now that we know the history of this, the other bright side is that they're trying to fix the damage yeah. in San Francisco. Well, I don't uh, know people who aren't in California and might be listening to this. We are retrofitting like crazy out here because yeah. we just don't want that to happen again. Yeah, my house had been retrofitted twice. This room. Has uh, just will only be bookcases left. We actually rebuilt a structure beam under this room because when they built this house, they cut one of the uh, beams yeah. across the floor oh. uh, to make way for a heating apparatus, sure. and they didn't reinforce it on the other side. Okay. So for a while, this room was mm-hmm. sinking. Sure, uh, as one does. <laughs> As one does, if one is not, if one is a house and not, and it's not, it's not going to support beam under one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love it. Uh, So, any Chinese Americans uh, that might be listening to this, uh, to 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 us today, you know, uh, thanks for thanks for listening, but also thanks for becoming Americans. Yes. Thank your family, your your family for being smart and outsmarting the the idiots. That were racist assholes back mm-hmm. then. It's a good thing, you know what? Another bright side is we don't have racism anymore. <laughs> we don't have immigration. We don't have uh, racism around immigration anymore. That's 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 nice. Tune in next week for immigration reform. <laughs> well, this has been the bright side with Kevin and Jason. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and have uh, have a bright day. That's not how we're going out. No, no, that's not going to be how we're going to go out. No, uh, no. Fire. That's how we're going out. (laughs) (laughs) I can make some ham and eggs. (laughs) Mm, Bye. Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.